Hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Wayne and Ned podcast. I am Aaron Gales and I'm joined by Sean. I didn't Sean. just say hello like you did the other day. No. Sean, that is, um, that's your answer phone message if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was quite moody and miserable, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It goes, I'm a bit of a sociopath, aren't I? Yeah, the amount of times I've rung you and it just goes, rings off because you never answer because I'm a sad case and it goes, you're through to <laughs> Sean. Sean. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, you've been practicing, mm. obviously, for entertainment yeah, purposes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, we obviously got the podcast yeah. off um, to a good start on Saturday morning. I um, thought so, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. Um, and the second episode, uh, obviously, we're, we're doing right now. Um, we're going to review the Premier League action um, from the weekend. Um, so I guess we'll start. You're obviously a big man United fan. I guess we'll start um, with United. What, what were your reflections on yesterday's game? Um, I mean, it's difficult to judge after one game. Um, mm. I think people are getting a bit too. Excuse me, I've got a cold. So, um, but this might, you know, you know, people pay good money to hear husky voices like mine. So, <laughs> it might be a little sideline for us. Um, I think. Look, you're never going to turn down a four-nil victory at home, and especially against a team like West Ham, who United struggled against last season. Um, you would take a four-nil victory. It was very comfortable, but. I think some of the some of the reaction to the game and the performance was a little bit um, OTT, and I think Mourinho yeah. has mentioned that you know he's not going to get too carried away. Um, we'll look where they are in yeah. you know, six weeks to see if that yeah. consistency's there because they've got a yeah. couple of nice fixtures to start off with. You know, Swansea yeah. next week where you would expect them to get a result. Um, but I mean, in terms of the signings, you couldn't ask for much more. Lukaku getting a brace, could have easily had three, maybe four. Um, Matic played well. You know, he, he set up the first goal with his um, with his break-up of play. Rashford looked sharp. Um, Bailly as well was was very good at the back. I thought Phil Jones was, was exemplary. Admittedly, you know, West Ham didn't cause them too many problems. But again, you can only play... Um, who you play and you can only beat what's put in front of you so um, in that sense it was a very encouraging start but yeah if if they get if they get 16 18 points out of their first um, first six games then then we'll start talking but um, until then um, let's let's reserve judgment but I thought I thought Pogba was very good as well I thought Matic gave Mm. him um, a bit of a bit of a license to roam I think you can see a little bit of a of a not so much friendship, you know, forming, but uh, you know, a, a good understanding between uh, mm. Pogba, Rashford, and Lukaku. Um, mm. You know, obviously Pogba and Rashford are quite um, Pogba and Lukaku, excuse me, are quite close anyway. Um, mm. And I think, you know, they're, they're you know obviously very similar ages. Rashford slightly younger, but I think um, they seem to have a lot in common, certainly from what I've seen on Instagram and stuff like that, and in their personal lives. And I think that'll be a big a big boost um, mm. for, the, for the club going forward. They they seem to uh, have you know a, a very similar mentality and similar way they want to play football. So all the signs were good, but I think Mourinho's uh, making all the right noises. You know, he's saying, you know, let's not get too carried away. So the top of the league after two or three games last season, everyone thought, oh, you know, they've turned the corner. I think they beat Bournemouth and Southampton mm. quite convincingly. Again, they struggled under Van Hal to beat those teams. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was a promising start. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see where they are. Mm. You know, I must admit, I, 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 
I didn't watch the game, but I found the hyperbole during the game and after I was listening to it on Five Live. And they had Jonathan Overend on Five Live, and he was just waxing lyrical. Um, but it was quite, it was just very over the top, and yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the chat was, you know, oh, United fans, you know. United fans have had a tough these last four years, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, <laughs> you know, like it's not like they've been stuttering around. You know, they've won four trophies in that time. Yeah, you know, just need a bit of perspective on it. Really. Yeah, it's absolutely. Against, against, yeah, an agree that, against an incredibly mediocre West Ham side. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, you know, Man United played well uh, by all accounts, but I just thought it was very over the top. And a Spurs, oh, a Spurs fan actually phoned in six or six. Um, on Five Live, and they assumed he was coming on to talk about um, Tottenham's win. Oh, and he, really? he's actually phoned up to talk about uh, Five Live's coverage of United because he, he found it over the top. And um, I just, yeah, I, yeah, I think we've been there before with United since Fergie's left, where you've had these moments where you've been and you thought you'd turn the corner, and I think everyone was just getting slightly carried away. Not, not you know, not to take anything away from the performance, I think. No, no, but I mean. Go on. No, go, it, go for it, go for it. Well, I just think Lukaku getting a couple of goals, I think that's key. Um, yeah. You know, they they were the games where he notoriously struggled to break teams down last year, and it was his goal that made made the breakthrough. Um, yeah, great finish, by the way. Again, it was yeah. just a very... Um, something that had been missing for me, you know, the last, you know, certainly since Ferguson left, was pace and running running in behind and you saw in the first 10-15 minutes Lukaku spinning in behind and causing West Ham problems you know Winston Reid and Nod Bonner are not the slowest um, yeah. and you just think um, you, you, again we alluded to it the other day but him being a flat track bully if you know if he doesn't score then he's going to take a lot of attention from defenders which frees up space for other players and that's where Pogba could find some room or Rashford or Martial and that was another thing they had options coming off the bench um, you know bringing Rashford off uh, bringing uh, Martial on for Rashford Lingard for Mkhitaryan and Matty came off so there's there's a lot of strength there and I think if he adds to that if he gets another wide play which is supposedly what he wants then I think they will be in business but um, yeah again 37 games to go we'll see where they are in the next five, six weeks, and uh, I think then you can make a, a, a real judgment after that. Yeah. But, uh, again, West Ham looked West Ham looked poor. Yeah. Well, I think we've summed, I think we've summed that one up nicely. Just just for any of our new listeners, um, it won't surprise any of you to know that Sean is a Man United fan from the... <laughs> yeah, the actor's um, a bit of a giveaway, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, plastic Man United fan. Um, but you know that's by the by. Anyway, so I, I, think we'll I, I go on. to games. I go to games. <laughs> yeah, he goes to games. He does go to games. I think when was the last game you went to? You've been to a game this decade, or? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no, not since the turn of the millennium. No. Well, I think yeah. I think the fact that he even has to think about it just just shows you everything. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it has been a couple of years actually. <laughs> I think it's it was certainly under Van Hal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's easy to forget those in my defence. Yeah, it is true. Um, okay, I think we'll move on. I, I was at the Newcastle Tottenham game yesterday, and I have to say, um, just from what I've seen top, over the over the course, I think Tottenham could be big challenges for the title um, this year. I was really, really impressed um, with Spurs yesterday. I mean, um, you know, my team Newcastle, we held our own. I think they, you know, we had some bad luck yesterday with a couple of injuries early on. No, I agree. Um, actually, the sports yeah. draft into a couple of changes, and the Shelby sending off. Um, 
was just stupid, wasn't it? It was, it was, and you sort of come to expect it from him. Um, but I think I don't think Spurs got out of second gear yesterday. Um, no, that's I an interesting knew, point. I think, yeah. I think they knew. I think they knew they were going to win that game. You look at their midfield. I don't think there's a better midfield in the you know in terms of strength and depth. Mm-hmm. You know between Eric Dyer, Moussa Dembele, Christian Eriksen, Danny Ali. You know every, everywhere you look, there's just quality oozes through that team. Yeah. They didn't miss Kyle Walker yesterday. Kyle Walker Peters of all people came in and impressed yeah, yeah. me. They've got Kieran Trippy to come back. Ben Davis looked very good at left back and scored. You know, Spurs are being criticised for not signing anyone, but I, I, th- I think they're going to be there or thereabouts again. They've kept their best players, importantly. I don't think... They'll miss Kyle Walker, but I think they've got good replacements for Kyle Walker. Mm. Um, I think that was, good. I think, good business. And I think Spurs I think Spurs are very impressive, and I think they'll be there or thereabouts um, at the end of the season, for sure. I think... Um, see, I've been arming and arming about Spurs. I think... I think obviously you need to look at the Wembley factor, but I think, and we'll speak about Chelsea in a minute, but if they beat Chelsea next week, if they can get a couple of early wins mm. at, at Wembley, where, you know, they, they did struggle last season, obviously, in the Champions yeah. League, but I think that that can be expected and that can be forgiven. But I think if they get um, a couple of nice early wins on the ball, especially against yeah. Chelsea, um, yeah. that should do them the world of good. Um, yeah. Because I, I genuinely thought Wembley would be a factor, but then you know you, you, you need to factor in if if they do get those couple of early wins, then you know their confidence is going to be sky high. Um, mm. I, yeah, I, I do I do think Spurs. And again, I I've, I was maybe incorrect when I thought you know they may struggle a bit because they haven't added to the squad, but mm. they, there's still two weeks of the window left, and if they add yeah. to that squad, yeah, I think they've been linked with. Uh, the Ajax centre half, Davinson. Yeah, I, I think they'll add to the squad. I think, I think Barkley will go there. Um, yeah. I mean, looking at that team yesterday, you look at you look at the one to eleven. You think, oh, where does Barkley fit into that team? Um, and, and you know, that's a question Pochettino will have to answer. But um, I see Barkley going there. Like you said, they've been linked with that centre half. Um, but they've got they've got a very very good squad um, yeah. already. I, you know, I really do think that. Um, and, and a squad because they're such a young squad they're only going to improve those players are only going to get better yeah so <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see but yeah I mean I guess I guess we can move the conversation on slightly I guess well if Tottenham play Chelsea next week yeah and if, if Chelsea lose that game you know Chelsea I mean Chelsea already look it, it looks to me I mean it's very early days but it looks to me like the Chelsea two seasons ago they look on the very on the verge of just complete implosion and that's, that's an yeah. incredible thing to say after one game but if, if they get beaten by Tottenham at the weekend you know their title defence is all you know they could already be six points behind well, I know it sounds stupid but yeah that's already catch up isn't it yeah um, yeah. yeah and it is. it's I mean you, you you said you got it bang on the money on, on, on Saturday when you said that you know they, they could potentially implode and mm. um, all is not well Clearly, no. Um, no. and I think you can see that in Fabregas sending off. I think Cahill sending off. I think was unlucky. I think you can understand why the ref sent him off, but I think he yes. was just stretching. He was just stretching to the ball. There was no malice or anything. Um, no, absolutely. Fabregas's Fabregas's sending off was one of complete frustration. Um, a yellow card for for sarcastically according to the referee. He's always then, been a little. He's always been and, a little knob though, hasn't he? Fabregas? Yeah, and that and that 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 second tackle. 
could have been a red card in its own right, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's there protesting, and and that was just a classic example of a tackle where a player is looking to get sent off, or you know, and I mean, fair, fair play to Chelsea. I mean, they showed real character. I mean, a couple of changes. I mean, Morata caused all sorts of problems. Yeah. Um, William. Well, brilliant as he always does. Yeah. I, I think the decision to not play Morata was, a, you know, in hindsight, was was the wrong one. Um, but yeah, I mean, between Conte and you know the players just aren't happy at all. And I think I think the real kick in the teeth was Nemanja Matić's performance yesterday. If I, if I was a well, Chelsea, yeah. if I was a Chelsea player, um, I'd be thinking, well, you know, we've sold one of our best players. And admittedly, he might not have got in Chelsea's first choice eleven. You know, they've got N'Golo Kante to do that role. But what it does do is it's just allow, it just allows um, Mourinho to unlock all those attacking talents because yeah. Matic gives and the fact that they've sold him to the biggest rival. I think that was Conte's issue. I don't think he particularly wanted to keep Nemanja Matic, but I think the fact he sold him to one of the biggest rivals for the title is. Yeah. Um, is a really interesting one. So I think I think it'd be fascinating to see what goes on at Chelsea this year. I mean, obviously, if they if they turn Spurs over the weekend, we're having a different conversation next week. But yeah, um, I mean, it's interesting. interesting yeah, because it could go one or two ways, couldn't it? It could play in Spurs. You know, Spurs will be licking their lips, but at the same time, it could also galvanise Chelsea. Yeah, could they, they could? You, you know, certainly if it was. Um, uh, uh, you know, back, harking back to Mourinho. Certainly, if it was him and Terry and Lampard, and you know, he had that great squad that he had, you could mm. you could say they would just be all like us against the world and have that siege mm. mentality. But mm. it could galvanise Chelsea. And you know, if you're a Chelsea supporter, this is where you'd want your team to stand up and be counted because obviously, yeah. Spurs will be licking their lips. Chelsea will be going there depleted, low on confidence. You know, a lot of a lot of outside sort of speculation on the manager, on, on the team, on the owners, on the owner. And, you know, this, this, is, this is an opportunity for, for them mm. to sort of make a statement. But whether or not it will happen, I, I don't know. I, I severely doubt it. I think Spurs will, will, will really have to have a bit between their teeth and really go for it and, and get, a, get a nice win under their belt, really. Did you see Man City the weekend? I didn't. I didn't. Um, yeah. But by all accounts, they were quite comfortable. I had to laugh at David Silva's hair. Um, yeah. You know, I thought Stephen Ireland had gone back for some bizarre <laughs> reason. I thought, yeah. God, yeah, it's gone, yeah. gone back into a time walk. But, but yeah. uh, from what I from, from what I saw on match of the day, I mean, I only saw the highlights, but they looked pretty comfortable. And you know, you'd expect them to. I mean, I'm not I'm not really sure what Guardiola's up to with the gear he's wearing at the minute, mm. but. Um, and as you know, I'm a, I'm a fashionista, so um, it's your silence speaks volumes there. Yeah, me. I was just about to say, yeah, my silence, yeah. it really does speak volumes. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd maybe, <laughs> edit, I may have, I'd maybe edit that out of the podcast when you come to edit this afterwards. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's probably a smart move. But um, yeah. no, it's, I would, I would, obviously, you'd expect City to be bright. Um, yeah, I mean, I watched I watched the game and, and City, a frustrating club. It's a difficult one because they've only got one way to play. So yeah, they can, they obviously have a lot of the ball. Um, and, and to me, I mean, to me, it really looked like they moved on hugely from last year. Mm-hmm. They're very impressive on the ball, but I still think they lack penetration. I still think 
Kevin De Bruyne leaves him. You you want him to be so good. I just think he lacks that decisiveness that the real mm-hmm. top players have. You know, the Hazards, the Ronaldos, the Messi. Yeah. You know, if they have a chance for a pass, or I just feel like he he probes away and without any real success quite often. Um, the one thing the one thing I will say for City is, um, we, we touched on it on Saturday. I thought they looked much more solid at the back. Yeah. Um, I mean that that five. Well, it's either a three, <clears throat> excuse me, it's either a three or five at the back. Um, but obviously, John Stones looks a lot more comfortable in between company and Otamendi. Mm-hmm. He looks better in a three than a two. Um, and, you know, a lot of it hinges on if they can keep him some company fit. How many games can he play? You know, can he do three in a week? Um, yeah. Uh, I think that'll be the key for City. And I think also the keeper being tested only, he was really tested on. Um, Saturday night. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think they'll break teams down, um, but whether that'll be enough to beat the likes of United and Spurs, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree. I mean, they do seem to, they don't seem to have a plan B, like you say. I mean, yeah. they seem to be. Um, you know, we'll, we'll move on to Liverpool shortly. But again, the same can be said about Liverpool, where yeah. at least with United, it's not. And Spurs, you know, they yeah. can mix it up. They can go mm. long. They can um, be aggressive. They can sort of, you know, vary their styles of play. Um, and yeah. I, I would, you know, that's something I think City and Liverpool probably lack. And again, they've, they're on the eye. They're, they're, they're probably the two best on their day football inside in the league. Um, but yeah, I just don't know if there's that, there's that sort of edge and yeah. they've got that bite about them to sort of mix it up and yeah, I know it sounds cliched but is tippy tappy stuff and mm. pretty football going to do it on a on a cold <laughs> when mm. you know in Stoke but I mean it probably mm. will because Stoke um, I, can, I can see Stoke being in trouble this season as you yeah. can um, but yeah there is a lack of sort of uh, but I think they had that maybe with Pellegrini bizarrely you know when mm. Torre was starting and they had a fully fit company and you know they could mm. mix it up they weren't bullied and stuff like that um, mm. so it would it will be interesting to see mm. when he does you know when he does come up against a defensive team or someone who does want to um, you know go long or or just be aggressive and you know combative mm. in the middle of the park or whatever um, mm. it will be interesting to see how they cope with that but then you, you could easily just see them outclass and things like that but yeah well the big the big problem you've got is getting the ball off and you know that is the yeah. issue what, what, where they're weak and I think if, if your team with a pacey striker is where you might have joy against City today because I know it was a couple of times against Brighton on Saturday because they've got so much of the ball Otamendi, Stones and company they come forward and they get involved and, and, and they play on the halfway line almost they play very high line and there are a couple of long balls over the top for Brighton on Saturday that the striker just couldn't quite get on the end of and if he had got the end of he'd have been in and I think that's where you can maybe catch City is, is, mm. you know if they do play in that you know all 11 players are involved all the time you know they play they all play in the opposition's half um, and I do think they leave themselves to set up. And, and that would be, you know, they got off to a flyer last season under Guardiola and got found out. So, um, of all the teams, I, I feel like we know the least about whether they've improved from last season. Um, yeah. Even, you know, I'd include, I'd include Arsenal in that. I know we talked extensively about Arsenal on Saturday morning, but 
I even, feel, you know, I do feel that Arsenal, you know, they've gone out. They recognise when he did a strike, and they've gone out and bought one. Yeah. Um, you know, although they still concede goals. Yeah, City. I think City will be a really interesting one. I think it's a massive season for Guardiola. Um, good start, but you'd expect him to beat Brighton. But I think when they come up against tougher, tougher tests, um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, th- I think. Um... I think he's probably under the most pressure of, of anyone in the league, of any manager in the league. Um, I think you alluded to it on Saturday. You know, Mourinho's bought himself some time. Conte, obviously, you would think has bought himself some time. Um, but, you know, if he falls out with Abramovich, it's only going to be one winner, of course. Mm. Um, Pochettino has bought himself some time. It's an interesting one, Pochettino. So he's just going off topic as well. I mean, mm. I think if they don't, win something this season and make a good fist for the title. I can see maybe Deli Alley moving on. Obviously, mm. Rose has come out and uh, expressed some concerns about, I mean, ridiculous that he's, you know, you know talking about money and stuff. But mm. I can see a couple of that squad moving on. And yeah. Because they obviously, I think, you know, from what I've read, Dyer wanted to go to United. Um, I think, you know, it, it's sad when when money does talk, but it does. Um and yeah, I'd be interested. It's interesting. I'm not, I'm not convinced it's necessarily financial. I, I, you know, I think players ultimately they want to win trophies. Yeah, um, yeah, no, absolutely, and that's why. Yeah, I, I think if they don't, if they don't sort of win one or two cups, which they're more than capable of doing, hmm. um, I can see one or two players um, getting a bit restless. Um, yeah, and potentially moving on because I do, You know, if you can earn. If you can earn double the money, and also, you know, Kyle Walker, prime example, if City win the title yeah. and, he's, and, he, and he doubles his money, mm. then it, it's a fantastic move. And you just think his, his ex teammates will be looking at that and thinking, shit, why, you know, yeah, I, sh- I sh- you know, I'll, I'll be looking, you'll, you'll be on his phone, you'll be on the phone to his agent. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know, but I do think it could be a. Uh, a bit, a bit of a big season for Pochettino and, and Spurs because you know, yeah, I think I, he's got a big job. He's got a big job on. You're right. I think you know they're building that stadium now, um, and it's important. He's almost got that balancing act that Benga had. He's got to try and keep them in the top four um, without maybe having the budget to spend on players that he wants. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think big. I think big season for Pochettino in as much as I don't think his job is at risk, but if his team gets broken up, um, you know, he's obviously going to find it a lot harder to achieve his ambitions that he wants to achieve. And, um, you know, if, if, if next summer you're in a situation where he's maybe lost the air, uh, Ali, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Harry Kane as well. I mean, it's too early to tell. Christian Eriksen possibly. I think Christian yeah. Eriksen could move on at some point. Um you know, he's, I think he's very Luka Modric-like in his style. I think you could easily see him slotting in um, mm. to a top team in Europe. But yeah, no, I agree. I think massive season for Pochettino. Not so much in terms of his own job security, but in terms of no, no. how he sees his own future. Um, and, ultimately, and ultimately, he's a manager. You know, he'll want to win trophies. And he, in his career, he's done good jobs. He's been, done good jobs everywhere he's been. Um, but, there's, but there's been no silverware. Um which is ultimately how you're going to be how you're going to be remembered or or judged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, no, you're right. Interesting to see, but I think Tottenham Tottenham just ooze class. Um, they really do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they'll be right up there. Um, I can't remember how we got back onto Spurs. We were talking about 
I think I segued into that. No, no. Talking about pressure on Guardiola. Yes, that's right. Well, talking about managers under pressure, I think probably the manager, you know, in that top echelon at the moment, most under pressure would be Jurgen Klopp. Um, yeah. You know, they defensively, uh, I was listening to a Liverpool fan last night, everyone knows their defence is a problem. It's gone, back. it's gone back for years. Um, yeah. You know, Rodgers had it. Even Benitez had it. You know, yeah. you know, even he was sort of um, back there. You know, he sort of started the zonal marking. I don't think they've moved away from that. Um, but The yeah. thing is with zonal marking, zonal marking is a very easy thing. Yeah. As an example, it's a very easy thing to blame. But zonal marking done well works. The problem is, on Saturday for Liverpool... When players are running into the, when Watford players are running into these zones, mm. they're just not doing their jobs. They're just not picking them up. Yeah. You know, so is that the manager's fault? Is that the defender's fault? But whatever they're doing, that, you know, he hasn't gone out and bought anyone, has he? All he's gone and bought is a winger. You know, there's clear defensive problems. You know, the fact that he clearly didn't think Moreno was good enough at left back last year. So mm. he played Milner there the whole season. So I thought he did a, a decent job. Yeah, and yeah. Now, but I, now, I thought now, that would be their Achilles heel, but you know, and now Mar- he did admirably. And, and now Moreno's left back again um, on Saturday. It's a frustrating one, you know. I think if, I think if they can get Virgil Van Dijk, um, I do think that'll make a massive difference. Um, it's interesting because I was listening. I saw the, um, the fallout from it. I, was, I saw a clip of Carragher and Jamie Redknapp arguing, and Jamie Carragher just kept saying, "Look, you could have Franco Baresi, um, you know, and, and the other top defenders of the last, you know, thirty, forty, fifty years doing the, you know, working in that system." But it's, you know, the players are not going to make a difference. It's, it's about sort of you know, taking charge and and there's no sort of, it, it's all very well having world-class players, but if they don't know the system or if they don't sort of know what they're meant to be doing, then, I, I, yeah, it, it, it's but very, must, very strange. But they must work on that. Do you know they, mu- they, they must do. They must do. You know, Klopp must be looking, he must be working with this club this week, you know, and saying, like, OK, well, we know where the goals came from. Let's rectify this. You know, it's not rocket science, Liverpool's problems, is it? They just no. need to challenge it set pieces. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it's. But I mean, sh- surely the players should look at the, like just organ. I mean, all right, it's all very well doing it in training and looking at videos during the week and mm. videos, DVDs, I should say, um, and going and 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 figuring it out then. But yeah. you know, if there's a change in personnel or whatever, surely it's up to the players to sort of. Yeah. Well. Like, I'm yeah. here, you're there, but I, yeah, it's very, very bizarre. Well, what's interesting is I think, you know, I, I think they lack a real leader on the pitch. Jordan Henderson, for me, you know, that since, since Gerard and Carragher hung at the boots, and Suarez, Suarez to a certain extent, they yeah. just lack that, they really lack that outstanding leader on the I mean, pitch, I, you know, I, I, someone I who's going to shout and bark and... I mean, I can't have Jordan Henderson at all. I really can't. I think yeah. he's just, he's very, very overrated. I don't think he's, he, he's not, he, I mean, for me, he wouldn't get in the top 25, 30 midfielders in Europe, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, well, uh, 
I, I, I just he, I just don't know what he brings. I really don't. He tries Hollywood passes like Steven Gerrard. He tries to. I think I genuinely think a lot of it is because it's English and nobody wants to upset English players. It's mm. it's just this weird weird mentality that you know I see you know I watched Soccer Saturday last season they're eulogising over him you know making a forty yard pass and stuff and mm. you just think well, that's one pass he's tried another ten and none of them have come off. Yeah. It's just like and it goes back again. I'm just going off tangent as well. It's just this really insular mentality of just English players and you're not wanting to sort of upset them and, and not wanting to admit that players that come from other countries are, are better. It's a fact. Mm. Um, but I mean, Jordan Henderson, not for me. Really not yeah. for me. I think um, he, he strikes me as someone... I mean, I've seen um, so many GIFs on Twitter when he, he mouths off at someone. Prime example, Diego Costa, I think a couple of seasons ago. He's about 10 yards away from him. Costa walks over to, and he's, he's really giving it to Costa. Costa walks a couple of yards and he shuts his mouth straight away. Mm. So he's all very well, you know, chirping in and when, he, when, he's, when he's a few yards away. When it gets up close and personal, I think he sort of lacks a bit of character. But, um, yeah, Jordan Anderson for me, it's, um, if he was captain of my team, then I, I wouldn't be yeah. particularly thrilled. Let's just yeah. put it like that. But um, yeah. no, it's you know Klopp. It's one of the guys I work with. Um, he really doesn't like Klopp. He thinks mm. um, he, he labels him a prat um, because he's he's under the impression that you know he, you know he loses at home to Wolves in the FA Cup and he he has poor results against the so-called you know bottom six seven teams. Can't seem to beat them. Um, obviously turns it on for the big games and they're. Very, very good to watch. I think Mane is a great player. Um, Lallana is very good. So the, the system they've got working is, is mm. just when it's when it's on fire, it's it's probably the best in the league on their day in terms of just interchanging. But I mean, he, he, you know, one, one of the lads I work with just seems to think he just you know because he's a bit of a, a zany, wacky character, mm. he gets away with a lot, and the press yeah. gives a bit of a free pass. Yeah, I agree. I think he does get a free pass in the media because he, he gives them good copy. Yeah. Um, no, I'd agree with that 100%. I think there's a, it's almost a cult, a cult of Klopp. It, it, it seems like that with the, you know, the players, you know, celebrating quite mediocre results in front of the fans. If you remember, not long after you've been there, they had a yeah, well, like, draw with West Brom or something. Yeah, a two-two draw, and you know they were giving it the big one in front of the cop, and you know you could see the players felt uncomfortable doing this. Um, but I think he's very clever. I think he gets the fans on side. Yeah. Um, and he's almost he's almost becoming it's almost mad to say club the size of Liverpool. He he is almost bigger than the club now, Klopp. You know, he is he he seems like the he seems more important than anything um, yeah. to them. Now. And I I just I don't really think they've come on hugely since the dispense with Brendan Rodgers. I you know, I really don't No, I, I didn't I see would, any I would evidence agree with of that. that. And if they lose Coutinho, um you know, the longer the longer that deal drags on the worse it is for Liverpool because the longer yeah. the deal drags on the less time they've got to spend the money and, you know as, as we said on Saturday clubs are going to know they've got a big money to spend so how much does Southampton then ask for Virgil van Dijk yeah. you know are we talking £80 million for a player that two years ago was playing for Celtic you know in yeah. the Scottish Premiership but yeah I, I think Liverpool have got real trouble and if you ask me if you ask me now where they finish in the league 
you know, admittedly based on on, on one game this season, I would say six because I yeah. think Chelsea, United, City, Tottenham, Arsenal are probably all better than Liverpool. Um, yeah. Certainly, but, you know, certainly very the early first days. game. Yeah, absolutely. Very yeah. early days. Um, just, but, did, just, did, sorry, go on. If they can buy a centre half and a keeper before end of August, then you know I might be willing to to change my view on it. But yeah, I can't. I can't see Liverpool doing anything this season. No, I mean I, I would be inclined to agree. Um, yeah. I'm just going to quickly ask: Did you see anything of um, the Madrid Barcelona game last night? Only the highlights. Only the highlights, and I think uh, if you've seen Ronaldo's been banned this afternoon. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think he's got off. I think he's got off lightly. I, I, I agree, mean, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would argue. I mean, from from Ronaldo's point of view, I would argue that I think he was harshly booked um, yeah. for the dive. I'm, I'm not convinced. It, I'm, I'm not convinced it was a dive, uh, but I think his own sheer vanity cost him um, his first booking. Um, but, I mean, they're always great games, aren't they? They never, they never disappoint. No, um, no. Do they? Uh, I mean, I saw a funny tweet before. It was, it was someone said, you know, Ronaldo got five games, but you can bet your life if Messi had done the same thing, it had only been three. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There probably is that sort of that argument. But no, I think he did get off lightly because it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. And you just look at. I mean, I think Mark. I think that Asensio is going to be. I think he's going to be a real player. I think. Yeah. I think they've probably got a ready-made re- replacement to sort of step into the breach. Mm. When he, uh, uh, yeah, if he's half, if he does half of what Ronaldo does, then he'll be some player. Yeah. But I think um, he, he impressed me last night. Isco, every time I see him, he just he just seems to get better and better. Um, I think yeah. it's a big season for Bale as well. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I really, I would have Gareth Bale in a heartbeat um, at United. Um, and I think he walks into pretty much every Premier League side. Um, but I think it's a, it's a big season for him. But, it's, you know, why would you leave? Um, yeah. He plays regularly. Um, all right, the fans have been on his back a little bit. But there's not, you know, there aren't many players that... I mean, they still boo Ronaldo, for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... And I think it'd be... I mean, maybe, maybe we can talk about this in future weeks, but I think it really set the tone. I mean, it'd be interesting to do the second leg in the week, but... I think it really set the tone. I think how how different a proposition Barcelona are without Neymar um, yeah. is is quite frightening. The difference and Madrid, I Madrid, I felt put them away a bit like United earlier in the week without really getting you know getting mm. out of third gear. Really, it looked incredibly comfortable. Um, and obviously, the second leg could be a different story if Barcelona, you know, if Messi turns it on, then um, you know they can dispatch any team. Um, oh, of course. But yeah, no, it's, I think I think it's fascinating. I think yeah, I mean Ronaldo's goal was brilliant, but mm. um, it's difficult to it's difficult to have too much sympathy for him. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it was um, it was a daft thing to do, um, mm. and he was asking for trouble. Yeah, I mean, I think in long term, I think he, you know last season he finished the season strong more strongly than he ever has, um, and. That was because for the first time a manager at Real Madrid had the balls to, you know, sit him down and say, "Look, I'm I'm not picking you for this game, yeah, because I want you fit and firing at the end of the season." Where well, in previous years he's been burnt out. It's great uh, management from Zidane, I think. I mean, I, mean yeah. I think he's getting overlooked a bit because he's done a fantastic job there. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's done an unbelievable job there. Yeah, um, an incredible job. But his his management of him, because you know, he's, how old is he now? Thirty two, thirty three. Thirty two, yeah, he's going to um, thirty three. He year. can't, you know, he can't play week in week out. No. Um, to the level I think that he knows. I think he knows. Played. I think he knows that now. But I think it was only like you say, Zidane. I think because he's got that aura as a player, he has yeah. he commands that instant respect that Benitez, for example, um, you know, was never going to have. I think you know Ronaldo would have grown up watching Zidane. And yeah. When Zidane was the best player in the world by a mile. Um, and I think that five-game ban, you know, Ronaldo, Ronaldo played for Portugal in the Confederations Cup. Mm-hmm. He played in the Euros last year. You know, that five-game ban, I looked at, I looked at the five games and it's four, re- it's four league games that you would expect Real Madrid to win with or yeah. without Ronaldo plus the second leg of the Spanish Cup. Um, on Wednesday night, which you know, it's, it's really only the charity shield. So yeah, you know, regardless of what happens. So actually, I think come the business end of the season, if Real Madrid win the league or the Champions League again, they might look back at that ban and think, well, it was the best thing for Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it would be fascinating. Um, it'd be fascinating to see how Barcelona get on without Neymar because I think it's given them a real, I think it's given them a real bloody nose, actually. Um, yeah. No, but it'd be interesting. I guess. I guess one. I guess. Yeah, I think we should um, look to wrap this up. But I guess I just wanted to finish on um, the, the Wayne Rooney fairy tale. Um, oh yeah. I, but speaking, you know, you were banging on with your prediction about Chelsea. I was spot on with mine as well, wasn't I? About Wayne Rooney. You were. Um, you were yeah. I think you wrote him often. You know. I I, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. But moving moving yeah. swiftly on. Um, yeah. He, um, by all accounts, he he was the best player on the pitch. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, after watching the highlights and stuff and hearing from my Petonian family who watched the game on a dodgy stream, um, which, you know, is illegal, by the way. You can't really do that anymore. Um, it's, you know, he, he, was, he, was, he was exemplary. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased for looked rejuvenated. He looked rejuvenated. I think it's the yeah. that many people have used. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could argue, you know, it's, and you alluded to it. You know, it takes him four or five games to get that sharpness, to get him, you know, fully at it. Um, but, he, he, you know, he looked, he looked, he looked decent. And, um, of course, again, we're making judgments on the first game of the season. But if he carries on like that, you know, he, he, could, uh, he could make me look very foolish. And he wouldn't be the first person to do that by scoring, you know, over 15 goals. Yeah. No, it'll be fascinating to see. Fascinating to see. Um, I don't think we'll touch too much on the on the battle at the bottom. I think it's no, think it's no. too early days. I'll, I'll say Huddersfield were Huddersfield were very impressive against Palace. Um, yeah, there, there, there'd have been some. Uh, there'd have been a decent night in Tokyo and Camel Club, wouldn't there? On, yeah, on Saturday, I, think night, I imagine. Been, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, they were just of all the, of all the teams down there. I thought Burnley's performance was obviously impressive, but I think. You know, I think Chelsea in, contributed to that, didn't rem- they? Yeah. Remarkably unique circumstances. Yeah. Um, and they took full advantage. But I think Huddersfield, Huddersfield looked clinical. And, and, and to me, as a Newcastle fan, going to watch, um, let's take them on at Huddersfield on Sunday, I'd be worried yeah. for us because I think they will score, they will create chances and they look like they've got a striker who will score goals. Mm. Uh, and, you know, first home game in the Premier League. And, you know, again, they will yeah. fancy their chances because. You know, both got promoted last season. So, oh, how did it go last season, by the way? Sorry for my ignorance when you played them. Uh, we actually they 
they beat us at our place in the second in the second game of the season. They beat us two one, um, and we beat them at their place three uh, one. Okay. So so very even. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But they they have strengthened significantly um, mm. in the summer, and and we are still we are still bringing players in, but I'd argue maybe not to the quality that that they've brought in. So. Um, I mean, looking at it now, if you offered me a point now, um, I would take it probably. I always feel like a point away from home is a good result. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, I think you've yeah, always got to sort of. You don't want to just get beat, do you? That's the, that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, stay solid on the road. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think Huddersfield are were the most impressive of the teams that are maybe going to be in the scrap. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, all, in all a, a good weekend of football and an exciting opening to the season. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, it bodes well for for the next what eight and a half months, nine months. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, yeah we won't have any social lives for the next for, for the next you know however many Saturdays, thirty eight Saturdays, yeah. forty Saturdays. But uh, yeah. yeah, we can uh, we can chew the fat some more. But you know, I think this yeah. has been good. Yeah. Uh, right. So thank you all for listening. Um, coming up over the next week or so, I'd imagine we will do some sort of preview of the weekend's Premier League action. Yeah. Um, later this week, we're also planning on viewing the new Netflix documentary. Is that correct? Yes. Um, it's correct about Russian doping. Yeah. Not that that goes on, obviously. No, not that, that goes on. But I think that'd be an interesting one for a bit of wider debate around doping in sport. Uh, we're looking at that, and, all, and also just just so you know, this this podcast isn't just going to be sport week in week out. We're going to do no. films, music, um, books because we can lot, read lots lots of other lots of other. Yeah, we can read. We can read. Believe it or not, we can read. So there'll be lots there'll be lots to talk about. I think sport is probably the direction. You know, that, that we naturally gravitate towards. Yeah, we are fans of other topics, and there will be other discussion points. I was just thinking, actually. I mean, I mean, we we do we do like. A, I mean, this is our geeky side, but we do like a bit of wrestling, don't we? So we could yeah. do some stuff on that. Yeah, we've got could be, some the, could, could be some wrestling. We've got the Mayweather McGregor fight in a uh, couple yeah. of weeks, in a week and a half. Yeah, big fight, um, big fight. So uh, I mean, I've, I've only just found out about it. So I, you know, I don't know where I've been from that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, to be, I, I don't know about you, but I can't wait for that to be over. I'm yeah. just so over listening to it. Every every Sky Sports news bulletin and every sort of every other tweet I see is just a, some sort of preview or some interview with McGregor or anyone. Mm. I mean, like you alluded to, we will we won't bore you to death with sports stuff. Mm. We will. Um, I think people are going to be pretty bored listening to us now. To be honest. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah we said think, we were going to wrap um, up two minutes ago. And yeah, talking. I think you know people are, we're bored of Mayweather McGregor. I think people are bored of listening to us talk. Maybe. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Yeah, so we're going to. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. Well, before before we can't stop himself. He can't stop himself. No, 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 just, no, just so you no, know, but, Sean can't stop himself. No, but we have got. Uh, you know, we're trying to do this as professionally as possible. Yeah. So we've got Twitter handles and Facebook pages. So oh, yeah. follow us on Twitter. It's at. Wayne Nev podcast that's all one word and you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Wayne Nev podcast there's nothing on there apart from our shows at the moment um, but hopefully we'll get more content and also you know potentially looking at a website and doing some blogs and stuff like that just to mix things up um, just to you know become a more well-rounded uh, what, what did Pete Davis used to say our old tutor yeah 
Uh, what, what was it? Well, well-rounded. Uh, I can't remember. Obviously, it made a lasting yeah. impression on us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. So I yeah. mean, I'm happy to wrap this up if you are, mate. Yeah, I think, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're waiting for you're waiting for your dinner, aren't you? For your, yeah, for your I'm waiting for dinner. Yes, I think. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Perfect. All right, thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Cheers, everyone. Speak to you soon.